Thanks, everybody, for listening to the first ever Nightlife podcast, uh, discussing everything that is Northwest High School. Um, in this episode, we are joined by our host, Bill Bangert. Um, he's a Northwest alum, class of 79. And our guests are Principal Susan Smith and Head Football Coach Lee Johnson. We talk uh, about all the new things that are going on and exciting new things that are going on here at Northwest High School during the 2017-18 school year. We review everything that's been going on with our um, athletic programs here thus far in the fall. And Coach Johnson previews uh, our contest against the Edgewood Cougars. And we also talk about supporting students with restorative practices, a district initiative that has really taken off here at Northwest High School. So enjoy the listen, and thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Nightlife. I'm Bill Bangert, 1979 grad of Northwest High School. We have Brad Watkins, the athletic director from Northwest High School here today. Hey, Bill. How's it going? Glad to be here, man. We also have Susan Smith, the Northwest High School principal, and football coach Lee Johnson. Welcome, all of you. Appreciate you doing this. Our very first try going through. We'll try to be gentle on everyone and not break anything today. Great. <laughs> um, let's start out with uh, Susan with you. Um, what's some new things happening at Northwest High School for the 2017-2018 school year? We've had a great start to the year. We've um, added six new teachers this year, uh, three in our science department, one in special ed. Uh, we have a new choral music teacher okay. uh, who started this year. We're super excited that we got him on staff and an English teacher. And we've also added a few courses. So we have American Sign Language now as an offering in our foreign language department for students to be able to take, as well as... Um, we have added um, an ACT prep course. Okay. So to get students ready to take the ACT now, um, all juniors take it one time for free in the state of Ohio. So we wanted to make sure that we had a course that would prep them to take that. Um, in terms of other new things that are going on, we have a new partnership with Queen City Tees, and we have a shirt of the week for each of our football games, oh, which we haven't had in the past. Okay. Is there like a different theme for the opponent? Or? Yes, there's a different theme. So for example, this week is Hawaiian theme. Okay. So we they took our logo and he has a lay on and they're giving away free lays with the t-shirts. Okay. So our student section, um, I would say is the best it's been in five years since I started here. Um, and so Queen City Tees has been a huge part of that. So they can turn around our orders quickly and people can order online or through our spirit shop, which has okay. completely been revamped with a partnership that we have through Butler Tech and our DECA students are running the show and they're learning marketing skills and um, sales skills uh, through Queen City Tees. They're kind of mentoring our students. Well, so great. it's great real life experience right. for our kids. Right. And we've just seen the effects of that. I mean, like I said, the spirit from our students is, seems to be ramped up just from having more gear and mm -hmm. a way to show off their pride. So Is that every home game or every game? Every game. Every game, wow. So, yeah. And they, um, so we're hoping to travel a little better this year, right, Mr. Watkins? <laughs> and get some kids on the road with us. But we have five home games in a row. So we're in okay. the middle of a very long home stint. All right. Yes, with our football team. All right. Um, and I know these guys will get into our other sports teams um, as well. And then um, we have some, some new initiatives for this year. Uh, we are 
there's a new House Bill 410 that states that students need to be at school um, at least 95% of the school year. And so we have really tried to focus in on making sure that we help students who have difficulty getting to school. And that's for a plethora of reasons. Um, things at home, we don't have busing at the high schools. So people are, have, have difficulties finding rides and ways to school. And so we've really worked on trying to find ways to problem solve and help troubleshoot some of the reasons kids are not able to get to school and hone in on those and, and provide services. So if there's something that we can help with to, to get them to school, we want to be able to do that. Because okay. obviously then that leads to two other things. Their grades suffer sure. if they're not here. Test scores suffer, those kinds of things. So we want to make sure that, you know, we're getting kids to school and we appreciate when they're here and want them here and learning with our, ki- with our students. So. Okay. It's one of our initiatives for this year. All right. Any other projects or partnerships we should talk about at this point? Um, I know that I'm going to turn it over to Brad, his baby. We we (laughs) built a castle, so I'm going to let him talk about that. that. It's been years (laughs) since I've been here, and and obviously a lot of things have changed. This uh, technology center that we're recording this in is amazing. And granted, I graduated almost 40 years ago, which just (laughs) blows my mind. So obviously things are going to change in four decades. But uh, what what did you want to bring up? Yeah, just the the project of the castle kind of uh, came on. You know, last year, you know, when when I came into the job three years ago, um, building Camelot is is was kind of put in my lap as far as a campaign for um, improvements to all facilities uh, around campus, um, specifically our you know our athletic facilities, and and that's been a, a capital campaign that stretched, you know, going into probably five years now, um, and I kind of got the torch from Mr. Pollitt, my predecessor, and um, passed it along to me. And we've been able to do some things uh, with, the, with the help of our uh, Boosters Association here at Northwest to really get out in the community and, and do some really neat facelift things. You know, mm-hmm. the, the turf and the track last year being completed has just been tremendous um, to, to be able to host uh, events here on, on our campus and give kind of uh, a lifeblood to the community and a place to be you know, on a Friday night or, or on a Saturday morning and, or a Tuesday evening or Thursday evening for soccer. It's just, it's just been really neat. So to kind of um, put a capstone on everything that's going on on the back half of that, that uh, athletic complex was we wanted to make a grand entrance, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Susan had said, wouldn't the castle be neat? And I said, you know what? That's a really great idea. And we do have great partnerships with, uh, with Butler Tech and our programs, digital media that we're recording in now, and our construction uh, classes that we have through the guidance of uh, instructor Donnie Kelly. So I got, got with Donnie last year, last spring, and I said, Donnie, it looks like we're going to have some money. Um, you know, I think we can maybe do like a, like a small ticket booth that resembles a castle. It's like, yeah, we could do that. That small ticket booth has blossomed into this giant yeah. castle. That is, <laughs> it catches your eye. That, that, sure. that is definitely an eye, an eye catcher and something that I think the kids are, um, are, are proud of. You know, we, we kind of dedicated it last week before the game. And to see the um, kids that have worked all summer on their own, you know, they're, you know they, they volunteered their time. And to see this castle be erected and, you know, be functional and you know have people walk through it and the our football team goes through and oh, marches through the castle on their way onto the field it, it's a really cool visual but it's um also going to be something very special for generations to come right. because those guys i mean <laughs> i can't tell you how many kids have worked on it and say you know mr watkins i'm gonna be able to bring my 
my kid back here and say, I built this. And I said, yes, you are. Yeah. And so they're already kind of seeing that impact. And that's, um, you know, the, the benefits of, of completing a project like that are, are endless. Just all the experiences that the kids have had and, and the impact that it's going to have on the facility itself. Right. So we're really proud of the castle. And it establishes <laughs> something of a tradition. Like there's at Clemson, they, they go down and they touch this yep. rock or something. And there's other plate, you know, other traditions around yep. um, in high school and college around the nation. So we, really uh, we Speaking of that, we had to kind of take a step back after the first week because we noticed the kids hit the top of the okay. top of the entrance kind of like the uh you know play like a champion at right. Notre Dame type thing right. and you know they're doing it and it, it's cool but oh we just built it <laughs> so we went back and reinforced it last okay. week to make well, sure that good. it's sturdy enough so those kids can have you know touch the rock type right. thing so right. it, it's pretty cool but uh you know we're we're heading into um we're getting our bearings you know after this castle project and we're going to move forward with uh um, really here in the latter part of the fall and into the winter and into the spring of getting some um, capital campaigns still continue with building Camelot and we're going to continue those efforts to to kind of move forward on some projects that were outlined in the initial inception of the of the concept of building Camelot that's that's going to include um, facelifts to our uh, baseball and softball okay areas um, which we've done we've done the We've been able to, to do a lot of good things with getting the fields playable in that um, over the last two years. Um, you know, crushed red brick, I mean, really nice playing surface for the wow. kids. We're not losing games um, due, to, due to field conditions now. Um, but we, we definitely need to turn our eye to, you know, how can we make those facilities better as well? Just, you know, stands those types of things and hopefully eventually we'll get to the point where we can uh, also include visitor bleachers on the uh, in the stadium nice. which i know that uh, is a big i've heard that cry from the community so yeah, right. we're uh, we're going to get our bearings here in, in the latter part of the fall and into the winter and we're going to get going on the other stuff it's it never ends man great <laughs> well that's that's good to hear let's talk about restorative practices and how that supports students what what are restorative practices um, so last year we started this initiative. Um, we wanted a framework around improving relationships uh, with students, from staff to students, um, all students. And um, we uh, we were trained, literally every staff member. This is the first training where um, whether you are work in the cafeteria, drive a bus, um, are a secretary, are a teacher, are an administrator, every single person was trained on this. And it's really just, um, it kind of revolves on two different things. One is having high expectations for students and one is having high, and the other is having high support. So in addition to making sure kids are doing what they need to do here, focused on learning, um, additionally, we're supporting our students um, who come to us with a plethora of needs. And so um, this kind of create restorative just created a framework. And so it's um, that each classroom is its own environment. And if a student harms that environment, then how do we restore the environment? Oh, okay. um, that's where the restorative gotcha. um, word comes into play. And so this year we're into year two. Um, last year in the initial um, implementation, we wanted to make sure teachers understood this wasn't just the next best thing, right? This wasn't just going to be a one-year fix and then, well, we don't do restorative anymore. That we, It was really a culture shift to, again, make sure that we're holding our students accountable and that we're also showing them support um, and not just things are not just punitive all of the time. Um, and so now in year two, we're, we're seeing that teachers are much more at ease kind of um, okay. going through the processes with kids. Um, 
it involves a lot of conversations. So um, before things get heightened or in the middle of a heightened situation, just kind of taking a step back and saying, why is this happening? What can we do to support you as a student? And a lot of times it's outside um, environmental factors that are being brought to school. So it's kind of how do we work through some of those things? And so we see a lot of, if you walked in the halls now, there's a lot of probably impromptu hallway conversations happening with kids so that our first reaction isn't, we'll go to the office. You know, how do we keep them in class learning? How do we keep um, them feeling like, you know, we're not just kicking you out? Um, And so we've worked really hard to kind of shift the culture so that we're here to, um, you know, support kids. But also that doesn't mean that all the rules go out the window Mm -hmm. and everything's loosey-goosey. So we're in year two of that. And um, we've seen that kind of spill over into everything else that we do. So how so? um, you know, you'll see coaches, uh, we'll, we'll work with Brad, we'll work with um, parents to say, okay, our team needs to be restored in some way. There's been an issue, whether that's student to student, coach to student. Um, and so it involves a lot of circle discussions. And so um, we don't say let's circle up, but that's what ends up happening. Okay. So something like similar to how we're sitting now mm-hmm. would be all the kind of players in the game to say, what happened? How do we move past this? How do we move forward? Um, you know, what were you thinking at the time to kind of take the the student's perspective into account? Maybe they're seeing something that we're not as adults and and what can we do to help through them through the situation? So how do you feel like the students are accepting this or buying in? Um, it's funny. They are that, you know, and they'll say, they'll kind of anticipate what we're going to say. So they're like, I'll be in the hallway. You probably want to talk to me. You know, they, they go a step ahead of us or, um, they've actually, kids have started asking for circles. If they're having an issue with another student, they'll ask an administrator or teacher, can we circle up? I just want to talk to her about why she's saying this about me or why he was acting that way towards me. And so we kind of have a step in between, um, a heightened, bad situation. We're all kind of taking a step back and saying, is there something we can do to prevent, you know, an awful situation? So kids are asking for circles and, okay. and anticipating you're going to ask me to step in the hallway, aren't you? To their teachers. So it's good. Even, and I think one of the cool things about restorative practices that we're now seeing and in going into year two, that we kind of lay the groundwork in year one is the kids being um, willing and knowing that, we're okay. It's okay to tell us how you're feeling about the situation. Okay. You know, our staff has done a tremendous job of restorative kind of puts a framework on things that teachers do innately. <laughs> and we have a wonderful right. staff that was kind of already there and working with kids and wanted to build those relationships anyway. But um, restorative puts it into context, gives a little bit, bit of framework, and it's more to empower the kids to let them know that this is the framework in which we're working in and it's okay for you to tell us how you're feeling about a situation or why you reacted that way. Um, the biggest thing I like about it and Susan hit on a little bit that I try and, you know, um, relay to my coaches in the athletic department is that high expectation, high support. And I, I feel very confident that each one of our coaches and coach can get into this, but having those high expectations for, for kids, you know, they want that. We all do. We want to be held to a high standard. Right. We all want to meet that high standard in life, whether you're a young adult or, you know, a 34-year-old man. We got to have have expectations. We want to hit those high marks. Um, but we also want to feel like we're supported. So, you know, our teachers in the building are doing it. It's trickling onto our athletic fields, and it's making a great impact um, in all of our athletic teams. But I, I can see a, a, a real impact on our football team with 
you know, 65 young men out there. So that's excellent. Yeah. All right. Let's talk athletics. Um, tell us about how, how the sports, various sports are doing in the fall, uh, fall programs. You know, we're, we're <laughs> we've got a young group, I think, across the board in all of our fall sports. Um, you know, whether it's, it's football with, you know, we, we were blessed there with, you know, a graduating 2017 class that had seen a lot of game action. You know, we lost a lot of seniors last year. Um, so even our juniors, are getting on the field kind of for the first time, um, you know, and juniors and seniors that have been kind of just waiting in the wings there to, mm-hmm. to um, get on that get on that varsity football field on Friday night. And they've, my, from my perspective, they've met the they've met the expectation, and they've they've done a tremendous job thus far of performing. I think that's consistent with all of our um, athletic teams. You know, we're young in soccer. Um, both boys and girls. Unfortunately, this year numbers are a little low, but we've got kids out there that um, on a varsity field that are, are working their tails off. Um, new coaches, um, both in girls and boys soccer, okay. um, kind of um, little program shift and mind shift. And they, our coaches, our head coach, our girls coach uh, Sarah Merdico has done a tremendous job of you know taking the ball and running with it, <laughs> literally. <Right. laughs> you know, she's, she's just done a great job of putting some structures in place, and the girls are, are having a good time, but implemented a weight program and a weight regimen. Mitch Morgan, our uh, new boys uh, soccer coach, is doing the same thing, high expectations, high support. Both those coaches fit that mold and holding our kiddos to, to high expectations and giving them support and the tools they need to have fun out there, you know, right. and, and have some success. Um, Anytime you have a coaching change, though, it's, a, it's always a, yeah. Sometimes there's some growing pains, and people have to get used to a different way of doing things from what previous coaches may have, yeah. have done. There are, and I, you know, I think I credit our kids. You know, they they uh, they trust the decisions that are being made, and there are some growing pains. But um, you know, I, I I pride myself in um, you know having like-minded individuals and fitting a culture. You know, oftentimes, you know, you can have coaches with, with a lot of experience and a lot of expertise and a lot of X and O's, right? They can do that. But it comes down to ultimately fit, you know, our values and things. Winning is a, is a byproduct of high expectations and high support. You know, winning is a byproduct of culture. And right now, we're building a culture. And I think we have established a culture, you know, in the in the last couple of years that I've been here, um, especially to have like-minded individuals at the table. I mean, our coaches, our co- our, we, our monthly coaches meetings, you know, we have good open adult conversations on how we're going to impact kids, not win games, impact kids, you know. And I think that's that's the fun part about coming to work every day and knowing that we've got coaches in place that do that. You know, our cross-country team just got back from a, a trip. They go on an annual trip up to northeast Ohio. Now, our head coach is from northeast Ohio. I think okay. it's a little selfish, but okay. <laughs> Brett gets these guys the, an experience that they're not often going to have. You right. know, I mean, that's, getting that's... them out of the city limits, you know, doing an overnight trip, becoming a team. Anytime you get those experiences at the high school level, and that's what extracurriculars is all about. Right. Extracurriculars is all about enhancing the high school experience. The books and everything is, is part of it, but also, you know, I, I'm, I'm a strong believer in the fact that extracurriculars enhance that high school experience. It sets you up. Mm-hmm. They teach you all the little things, the nuances in life, and that's what we're here to do. And, you know, with Brett doing those types of trips every year, you know, you know the coaches uh, you know, have all the support for our kids. We're just we're heading in a in a good in a good way right now, and I feel very blessed and privileged to be a part of this because it's fun. And a big part of that is a 
Football coach Lee Johnson. Lee, we haven't really brought you into the conversation yet. Yeah, how you doing? Let's talk about the football team some. Um, big game coming up against uh, Edgewood. Yeah, uh, they finished last year as the conference champion. Okay. So it's a good test. We started the conference play this week after having a, a, a really challenging uh, really challenging first half of the schedule playing against some upper-level teams. So uh, we prepared ourselves, I guess, to put us in a good situation. We can handle a team like this who experience success, have a good program, uh, run a good, good offense and defense. They're in the same situation we are in, replacing a bunch of starters from last year's team. Okay. Uh, so they got some guys that hadn't seen a lot of action, just like us. Uh, should be a competitive battle, and uh, I, I look forward to the opportunity. Like our, co- our coaches look forward to the opportunity, our players look forward to the opportunity, where they can show everybody, you know, what we've been doing all summer. Did you have bigger losses on offense or defense, or kind of spread well, out? Well, all the way across the board. Okay. Uh, I mean, we replaced a lot of kids that played a lot of uh, a lot of ball over the last two years, uh, like a starting quarterback from last year. You know, it's gone. Uh, leading rusher from last year is gone. Leading receiver from last year is gone. Um, Right now, we're starting one senior on the offensive line, one senior on the defensive line. Wow, it's a young team. Yeah, a real young team. Uh, but I think the kids had a good off season. Uh, they kind of raised the expectation. That's what everybody's been saying around here. We're trying to raise the expectation. Right. Um, having these kids vested, make them feel empowered, uh, taking ownership of what we're going through and how to get to where we're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we can see the rewards right now as far as the kids' behavior in the hallway, being leaders outside of the, you know, outside of the locker room. Uh, and we give them a little bit more leeway because, you know, they earn that. So we'll see it this season, uh, you know, how that impacts our football team Mm -hmm. and the growth we're trying to make and the expectations we're trying to raise. So you got five straight home games, as Susan referenced earlier. Is that that a good thing or a bad thing? I I think it's a good thing. Uh, Last year we was on the the road, it seemed like, for five straight weeks. Okay. Uh, We were. And and the kids (laughs) and the kids are they still asking, hey, we still play at home this week? Like, yeah. Uh, but I think it gets some continuity going into the the, the conference play. Uh, gets us to play in front of our own crowd. We've been successful at home for the last two years, mm-hmm. uh, especially with everything that's been done as far as the remodeling, uh, the castle, uh, established some type of tradition. They look forward to Friday nights, uh, you know, interacting within the community. So I, I think it's a good thing. When the season comes to a close for you, what will you look back on and say – we were success, success because of blank. What would you, how would you characterize that? Well, I think the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is, is guys raising expectations, uh, saying that, hey, this is what I want to accomplish and this is how I'm going to get there. Uh, for our seniors, looking at having a plan for the next year, whether it be playing college ball or going to you know, a, a university, as uh, long as they know that, hey, they got something out there they want to achieve, and they start to work towards it. That's what I'm looking for as far as being successful. That's great. Um, I think that's all the topics that I had on our list to cover. Anything else you want to bring up? Anybody, Susan or Brad or Lee? No, I think uh, I just want to take a minute and say thanks to our, our crew back here. Definitely. Our uh, Butler Tech uh, digital media crew. I mean, these guys have, uh, and Mr. Jurgen, um, just been tremendous in working with and promoting things along the way, whether it be shooting a commercial year one for building Camelot or um, just promoting our programs. These guys are our digital media kids are, are at every football game and they attend all of our contests uh, throughout the year, getting pictures and um, putting things out there. And it's, it's a really, it's, it's a treat to have these guys in the building 
and uh, we're spoiled because of it, I think. So yeah, it's, it's opportunities to do stuff like this. For sure, because they get something out of it, but you also yeah. have nice uh, things to look at and listen to and, and so forth and be part of, like I said. And, you know, it's been quite some time since, since I've been here, and it's really impressive to see yeah. uh, the facilities here that were here that, as part of the digital media program. I mean, this looks like something you'd see down at CCM or something at UC, and yeah. it's very, very impressive. Well, we're excited to have it. We're, we're also excited to have you here hosted, man. Yes, yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's yeah. my pleasure. I really appreciate yeah. it. It's um, it's always fun for me to talk. I made a, a living for a few years doing that, so yeah. it's great to, to sit here with you guys. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out. And I guess yeah. we're going to try to do it about once a month. Once a month. Plan. Yeah, we're, we're excited great. about this. So. Looking forward to uh, future programs. And um we're going to get it, I think, out on iTunes is, is the plan. That's the plan. Um, if you're listening to this, obviously you have found it on a, or wherever <laughs> you found it. So, But if you could share the word, uh, spread the word, share share it with other people you you know who would find something about Northwest High School interesting. We want to get grow this as much as we can. Absolutely. So, well, thanks to everybody. Yeah, thank, thank you, you very much. And we'll uh, see you next month. Yep.